Welcome to Lift Your Legacy. My name is Jacob Rupp, father, husband, and rabbi. And each week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you unlock your inner potential and create change that will impact the future. Thank you for listening, and let's get to it. Boy, this is fun. You know, I have a, uh, a thing where I say, if you ever kind of want to move out of your comfort zone and get access to people and talk to people that you might not have the opportunity to in any other way, start a podcast or start writing. And one of the opportunities when I was writing my series for Authority Magazine and BuzzFeed um, and Thrive Global, which are all large, uh, thank God, news sources with a lot of uh, a lot of views, uh, especially Authority Magazine, which I would love to turn everybody on to, um, which is put together by a, a dear friend and mentor of mine, uh, Rabbi Yitzi Wiener, who gets over 100,000 unique views a month. Again, is it uh, the BBC? No, but it's pretty good. Um, I was able to interview quite a few high-profile people about work and life balance. And as I was going through the interviews, I, a couple people, I was like, wow, this is really great. I'd love to talk to them more. So uh, as a result, I set up a couple of interviews with the very select individuals from the over 80 people that I interviewed for this series, uh, one of which was Don Scott. Now, Don Scott, in a world of you know the 20-year-old uh, life experts, uh, that Don Scott's not there. He has over 35 years of experience working um, in coaching and helping high net worth individuals and CEOs and executives and their adult children. I thought when I was initially reading his uh, bio that it said adult children. I'm like, I wonder if I'm an adult child. Um, but he, he, he works with these types of people. He started off as a CPA at a very large accounting firm and built a, a very large practice and then realized that he, w- he couldn't see, as he says, could not succeed his way out of his own problems. And despite having all of the, I don't want to call them trappings, all of the, the things in life that we assume that if we get them, we will cease to be who we are and just sort of transition into, quote, successful people, he realized, hey, it's not working for me. Chances are it's probably not working for other people. And in his experience, working with CEOs and business people uh, who had achieved the American dream or the universal dream, I guess you can say, of financial prosperity, um, growing a company to the size that, 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 that where they feel good, reaching this uh, ever elusive but always desirous prestigious job that it doesn't, it doesn't solve, surprise, surprise, all your problems. So then he started to figure out, well, you know, if I'm dealing with these people and, and I'm managing their, their money, right, and I'm looking at, at all of their financials, but I'm recognizing that there's all these human problems that are going on, uh, Don became, became a coach and became a consultant and, and works with these types of people. And what came out from the interview were, were quite a few things. First of all, that if you think you're going to get places without coaching help, not going to happen. And um, even if you are able to achieve success, if you define success, which I think a lot of us do, um, myself included, as you know, being able to be financially stable, secure, abundant, whatever you want to call it, and doing a job with prestige where you enjoy what you're doing, um, a life is long. So, like, what's after that? You know, and uh, and and just because I get there, what am I supposed to do with it now that I have it? You know, I think that's also a a general rule with with everything in life. You know, well, once I have kids of my own, I will do X, Y, and Z. Or once I get married, X, Y, and Z will happen. Once I get that job, once I get that money, and what you realize is once you get, you never change. 
Once you get, you never change. And now you're a person with influence. You're a person with a, with a spouse or with people that look up to you. You, you have employees. You have a company. You have, <laughs> you have all these you know, financial opportunities that you could put your money in. And you are the same version, the same, the same unrealized person that, that you were beforehand. Because it's not just simple to put yourself in a different environment or give yourself different responsibilities and expect your inner world to change. So Don and I go in depth into what will get your inner world to change. How do you identify what needs help? Um, how do you work towards that process? I am in a lot of times asking questions about myself um, in addition to asking Don both about his, his career choice and his professional life and the, and the clients that he advises. Uh, so please strap on your seatbelts. I think that it is a very humbling um, and, and very human conversation about our, our, our needs and our desires and what makes us unique as people and how do we actualize ourselves. So with no further ado, Don Scott. Don, thank you so much for joining us today. Please tell me a little bit about how you got started as a consultant and what the process was like for you. Sure. Well, depends on how far we want to go back. Grew up poor. Uh, you know, I, I, I knew one thing for sure. I did not want to be poor. Okay. I find a way to make some money. Uh, found my way into accounting. Got my eyes set on Arthur Anderson, which was one of the greatest firms of all time for a lot, a lot of years. And um, so I had an opportunity to uh, to spend 19 years with the firm and working with wealthy families. And I always say I never really fit in at Anderson. I only made it 19 years. <laughs> but uh, I learned about the soft side of the equation, very unaccountant-like. And so that's, that's how I, I first began working with families. What are some of the soft sides and the real parts of of wealth and success that, that you became aware of in your 19 years of working there? Well, the first thing I can tell you is that it's not about money. I mean, people are, are driven to make money and, you know, money's great. I like to take trips to Europe and all those things, but, but, but people are driven by, you know, holes they have in their lives, holes they carry around inside of them. And, and it's almost like, you know, the, the, the bigger the balance sheet, probably the bigger the hole was that needed to be filled in the first place. That's not a fair statement. But what are the problems? Um, back in the early days, I can remember in my 20s, I'd sit down with what I called the, the World War II veterans. You know, these 70-year-old business owners, they always had about two fingers missing from when they started out on the shop floor. And, uh, and they got nobody to talk to. They can't talk to the to the wife, the, the, the accountant, the lawyer, the banker. I mean, he, this guy's had all this bottled up for forever. And I show up, I used to cold call like crazy. I was this just rabid, you know, marketer. And, and I'd sit down with these guys and I'm 27 or eight, and he's 70. And, and uh, I started asking a few questions and, and he gets up and he, he goes and he closes the door and he says, now, this is very confidential. I've never spoken with anyone about this. And he tells me about how he's been carrying his brother's family for 30 years and they're all a bunch of bums. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm glad this is so confidential <laughs> since we've known each other for about 15 minutes. <laughs> so there's, there's, there's so much bottled up in there because it's just been work, perform, build the company, climb the hill. You know, you fast forward to, to uh, 2019 little different version, you know, people, people change, the world changes, but we still have a lot of folks out there 
that are trying to fill that hole on the outside and and they end up with this mixed bag of life that that feels like success until you start really looking at it. So I'm curious if you could talk a little bit about how you help people uncover what their holes are, because I think like you, like you mentioned, the solution to everyone is like money and power, but the reality is maybe there's all kinds of different holes. So how do you uncover what your root desire is? And then what's the most appropriate way going about fulfilling that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the starting point is where are they? You know, I meet people where they are and, and I love people who are in a lot of pain because they're ready for change. They know, you know, my balance sheet's great or maybe my balance sheet's not great, but, but I, I got things that aren't working in my life. My marriage is not good. I've got no peace. I, I, I don't sleep well, all those things. And so, uh, so those are the easy ones. Because you're saying it's not like some deep unresolved thing. It's not like, you know, I, I, I always was like looking for certainty in my life because of my family of origin stuff. But you're saying like, like practically speaking, look at what's broken right now. That's, that's the whole, that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's, it, it's you know, it's kind of simple. What do you have? I, get, I, I love this analogy of a, I'm, I'm sitting with somebody, I do this all the time and I say, okay, we're going to put a hula hoop out on the top of the table. We're going to lay it flat out on the table. We're going to fill it full of tennis balls, right? And then when I snap my fingers, all of those tennis balls that are good, they're positive, they serve you, they're the things that you want more of, the things that will carry you forward, all of those good balls, if we want to use that word to make it simple, they're going to turn green. And then all of the tennis balls that don't serve you, that aren't what you want, you, you make a lot of money, but you work too hard, all the stuff that's in the way are going to turn red. And so let's open our eyes and let's look at your hula hoop. And, and I would say that the majority of the folks that I sit with, when I go through that little exercise, I'll ask, well, how much, how much is red and how much is green? And it'll be about two thirds to three quarters red most of the time, right? So, so think about that for a minute and, and we'll, let's just, we'll just stay with the whole career and money and et cetera part of life. Look, if you can accomplish everything that you've accomplished, if you got this many green balls with all of these red balls. Can you imagine if you didn't have the red balls, can you imagine then what life would look like if, if success, true success is peace, joy, fulfillment, having fun, being able to sit out by the pool and call some friends over, you know, on a Sunday afternoon without, without planning ahead. I mean, you know, if, if those simple things are what you want out of life, well, okay, let's get rid of the red balls. So it's, that's a very, that's a fascinating um, approach. I think that one of the things that we are most common to do, at least I can talk to myself about, about this idea, is that we try, in, in one respect, we try not to look at the factors that are not going well uh, because they, they, they limit us. They make us you know, frustrated and depressed, and you try to focus on, on the good things. But what I'm, what I'm hearing is that by identifying some of the bad stuff, you can sort of be more proactive. Doesn't that take I, you know, just, just thinking, you know, any one of these, call them red balls that we're talking about, 
you know, they take time to fix. So how does a person, I guess, develop the courage to admit it's a problem? Yeah. Or you're saying maybe most of us admit a problem and then admit that they have, they might have the bandwidth to ac accomplish that while keeping everything else up in the air. Yeah. So, so it's really fundamental. The first thing is to just sort of put it all out there and look at it and don't think of it as a problem, right? Don't judge it as wrong. Stop, stop beating yourself up for decisions that you made 10 years ago and all those things, you know, all the time we have is right now. So we put it all out on the table, the things that work, the things that don't, uh, we don't judge them as right or wrong. They are so think they even, something like, even something like a bad marriage or say, you know, a, a bad investments and now the guy's, whatever it is, you know, for, 40, 48 years old and, and, and all of his money's gone. So you yep. say, put it out there, identify it, but don't judge it. Even don't judge you made, it. You made the investment, you screwed up the marriage. You don't, you don't judge it. No, not at all. It is what it is. Everything right. outside of me is outside of me. Well, that's God's territory, right? Okay. I could get lightning struck. My wife could decide she thinks I'm a bum. I, I don't have control over anything except how I feel about it, right? So, so fundamentally, you ask, well, how do you change this? Well, that's a part of it. I mean, it's the whole process. That's a part of it. And then, and then to learn to change thoughts, to learn that, that if I change my thought, I will change the outcome. So one, one level is, is changing a thought. The next level is learning how to change thoughts so that you, you have that tool. It's like, the, it's like changing a thought is a golden egg, but I really want the goose, the goose that lays the golden egg. That's, that's having the, the tools and the process and the awareness that you can change thoughts. And then what brings that all together is the realization and the experience of seeing the outside world morph to fit the inside world. I mean, if I meet somebody that's all cluttered on the outside, I guarantee you they're cluttered on the inside. So as we clear out that clutter, it's going to clear out out here. It's fascinating. I have, I have a couple more now on a professional on a professional level. Question number one is, how do you see when you're speaking to someone, and we're going to leave out, you know, very clear, um, you know, psychological disorders and imbalances, but what do you see the role of like a consultant coach is versus the therapist versus the, you know, any of the other kind of what do you call them mental health practitioners. Cause what it sounds like you're saying is that when you get into changing thoughts and changing habits, you know, we're, we're in a, you know, how does a person figure out what they want? You know, who should I speak to? And you personally, why did you say this is where I want to be as opposed to anywhere else on the spectrum of, of call it mental health practitioners, even though that's not, technically what what coaches are yeah yeah so so you know i'm 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 an accountant by background financial right. guy forever and right. have a master's degree in psychology so as i say i'm this weird accountant that i ask you questions like how much do you love yourself right <laughs> so here's the difference between a coach and a therapist and and you know i've been in therapy i mean therapists are great but as a coach i have to create movement i have to create change so we go back pretty fast and look at the past, get all those red tennis balls out. And then we're, we're looking at, well, okay, what are we going to do? And we're working, I use this, I use this iceberg metaphor, right? So the iceberg, the water being the surface of life. So you got a little piece up here and that's where everybody's chasing around, right? All the, you know, that's accountants and lawyers and bankers and jobs. And the answers are all down here, right? 
And so when I meet somebody up here, and then all of a sudden we're starting to poke around down here, okay, so you mean if I start changing the way I think and this belief that I've carried that I'm, you know, that I can't do this thing or whatever it is, then that's going to free me up to take some steps up here. And so, so that's what, that's what I do as a coach, right? Is I help people see, okay, well, what's in the way? Where do I want to go? Where am I now? And now, now what are the practical things that I can do? Young kid maybe needs to go back to college, whatever it is. So by I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, you're good. So by having sort of a, a clear understanding of the, the problems, and, and I'm not sure if this is a, how, how most people feel, and, and I think that this is sort of one of those, um, you know, just the intellectual biases that we have, that our specific problem is, you know, too hard for anyone to figure out. And, you know, I can say, and I'm sure you could probably say the same thing, certainly in my, in my life and career, I'll listen to someone talk and, and poke around and ask some questions. And I will, like, I can write a strategy right away that if, I mean, I'm saying, you know, a guy comes in, he's like, you know, I'm overweight and, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm out of breath coming up the stairs, like, great. So let's talk about you eat. The guy's like, I have Danishes and, uh, you know, and, and all kinds of stuff. And then, and how much you exercise? I don't exercise ever. So, you know, oh, great. So, you know, cut this out, do this, done. So, how often are you seeing when the clients are identifying problems that most of the problems that people have are extremely straightforward to solve? And then conversely, when you are looking at yourself, and that's something that, that for me I struggle with a lot is even though I'm able very quickly to diagnose other people's stuff in the way out, for me it becomes very difficult because it's hard, I guess, to see on the inside. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm going to take the latter one first. I've been doing so much of this work. I had a, had a real epiphany in about, uh, I don't know, 10 years ago. I'm standing in front of my desk, as I say, my very nice desk and my very nice study and my very nice home. And I, and I, I just remember saying, you stupid SOB, you're going to run out of time. Always thought I would succeed my way out of my problems. And, and that, was, that was the beginning for me. It really was. And I've done so much work now. I just had a conversation with my wife this morning and driving to work. Um, when I feel something that doesn't feel good to me, even if it's not like some big sharp pain or some big ugly thing, it's just, there's just a little, I call it the mist, a little bit of the cloud. It's like a little ankle mist floating around under there. You know, boy, I am aware of that and I am on that. And I want to know, you know, I got no space for that. Hmm. And so, and, and, and that's, that's the way I want to live my life. I don't, I got no space for things that don't feel good, that don't serve me. I want to live in, enjoy and at least just feeling good every moment i can't be bouncing off the ceiling every moment so what is I, that what is that what does that mean about succeeding your way out of your problems that that that, that, well, I mean, that that's, I, that's awesome was, yeah i was making money was working hard in a professional career and and i had this i had this notion and it was based on all kinds of of uh bad information and and, and false premises right that you know i'll get enough enough money, enough stability, um, you know, get my nice house, you know, paid for whatever it was that I'll be at this place where I can contemplate the meaning of life. And I'm kind of poking at myself a little bit, but that was sort of it. You know, I, I, I could say, you know, this is no way to live your life. I'm running a thousand miles an hour. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's happiness, uh, what I call event happiness. You know, something great happens with your clients or your business, or you take a vacation and 
and, and well, that's that that felt good to me, except that I was working, you know, four hours a day on vacation. But but um, you know, you can't get there from here. You you can't you can't do enough on the outside world to fill those holes. You gotta you gotta figure out what those holes are. And so how do you how do you look at kind of being a whole person, and what do you start to identify? To, to knock out the the negativity. Yeah, yeah, it's all it's all those things. So, so one we've already said is you know where are you now? I call it the brown box, right? So we're all in our brown box, and there's some good things in there, and a lot of not good things in there. So we look at that, and then we create an ideal scene. What do, what do I want my life to look like? Right? What do I want my how much money do I want to make? You know, my kids, my marriage, all those things. That picture better be a really good picture that brings a big old smile to your face every time you look at it. Because if it doesn't, you painted the wrong picture, right? Wow, that's amazing. Because a lot of people I find are, are sort of like living a life that that they don't want to. In a lot of ways, and I and I and I, I saw there's a there's a scriptural basis for this. But but the idea that if I would actually put on paper my goals, the 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 fear of not hitting those is tremendous so then you know we want to write down you know if i really want to be making a hundred thousand a month i write down i want to make seven thousand a month or four thousand you know what i'm saying so like how do you advise clients in terms of building something that is puts a big smile on your face but at the same time like you're not going to want to just jump off a whatever it is a bridge or something like that because you can't it's too big how do you yep yep a hundred percent i understand and and you know how you how you um, how you paint that picture might be less. I know I'm going to make a hundred thousand a month by 2021, or it might be more of uh, I am living in such fantastic abundance that I have the flexibility to do everything I dream to do. Right, that's the way I want to paint that picture. So, so the, for what I just did, I just did exactly, I try to succeed my way out of a problem by setting this goal, whereas yeah. the real goal is how to set up, okay, so how do you set up your life so that you have enough money to do what you want and not worry about it? Yeah, that's right, that's right. How do I want to be in the world? How do, how do I want this, this life of mine to feel and, and look? And how do, how do I want to walk through life? So um, that picture, what's that supposed to look like? And then, and then we got to figure out what's in the way. That's back to the tennis balls, right? We've got to put them right out on the table. I mean, I'll give you an example. Let me give you a quick example. So um, a client who is a, a partner in one of the big firms, high up partner, very successful. And, and he um, loves the firm, proud of what he's done, doesn't want to leave but also just can't see another 10 years of this. So, so we go back and, and we look at, well, what's, where does all this come from? And this is somebody that, that grew up in the, in the Midwest, uh, never heard, you know, I love you, you're good, any of those things, and figured out when he performed well around the house, helped out, you know, on the farm, all those things, he got those love feelings, never expressed, but it was what he took as Boy, that's like a drug, right? Well, so you fast forward, and of course this person's like working himself to death and just accumulating more and more and more, right? It's that programming that's so, so powerful. 
But, but once we got that on the table, it's not like we could just snap the fingers and change it. But being aware because, of it, because he was the, the, his problem was that he kept working hard to get those feelings, but the work he was putting in was getting him money, but not the not the feelings that he was trying to get. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was a uh, you know a substitute for the feelings, right? Right. right. But it but it but it the effort just had him so overwhelmed that you know it's like exhausted by Friday, a little recovery on Saturday, and by Sunday, you're thinking about Monday, and then Monday, it starts all over. Right. right, I mean, right. Meanwhile, the kids are growing up and right. all those things. Right. Right? So, so yeah, um, the programming, and, and, and we forget this, as a consultant, I mean, well, no psychology comes into play. No, no, no. It doesn't come into play. It's running the show. Right. I'm not running the show. My, my programming is running the show. Believe me, my, my, my five-year-old Don is totally in charge until I got to a place where I could, I could heal and love. At least you knew he was there kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, but once we know those things, then we're free to begin changing behaviors. Right? So, okay, well, how can I bring uh, other leaders in my organization up to, to support me more effectively? How can I have a conversation with my big bosses up in HQ about, you know, where, where we want my career to go over the next 10 years? How can I just deal with people popping into my office differently? You know, all those things, they cannot change when the guy is still working from that same programming. But once we get a flashlight on the programming, now we can have a real conversation and so as we see this change and then we see this out here above the surface change we start to say wow imagine that i'm not a little i feel a little less stressed than i did before what a novel idea so one one of the thoughts that that becomes very abundant and and, and has been a theme in 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 what you've been speaking about is is our necessity is a person's necessity to become aware of themselves and what they're looking for and what's going on on the inside. The natural, I guess you can call it homeostasis of, of an office, of a family, of a relationship with friends, coworkers, whatever you want, has been developed. You know, I think oftentimes we, we try to create what's comfortable for us. And, you know, in, in, and I think this works in, in any time, you know, if, if, if you are seen as the guy that does this in your company, or you have a certain um, a family dynamic with you and your spouse, then you go through this personal change. How does a person navigate changing themselves when the reality is that we live in a very social world? Yep. So let me, let me, let me try and understand your question. Is it, um, how do we change ourselves when everything around us, everyone around us uh, has a certain expectation for us, uh, you know, is, is, they haven't changed, but I've changed. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that's that's kind of the yeah, that's kind of the idea, and also that that, you know, one of the how how is it, how does a person deal with the fact that they're I'm sure I'm sure you see this very often. How do how does a person deal with the fact that whatever genuine stuff comes out of them is going to radically change the important environments in their life. So what are they supposed to do with that? If, if the you, guy- You know what? I mean, I mean, you know, what a beautiful problem. What yeah. a beautiful, okay. beautiful problem is that, that, I, that I took the time 
I was, I was able to get comfortable being uncomfortable and, and look into a place that I haven't looked in a long, long time and have never looked at very well. And I, and I was able to get it all out on the table and find some clarity. And, and lo and behold, I don't want to be a I found out that what I want is, is different from what I have in many, in many ways. And now I have a chance to create what I truly want and get rid of a lot of those things that I you know, thought I want, thought I needed, thought I was supposed to do. I've got clarity in, in the ability to, to commit to a plan and to, to shift and morph and what could be better than that? Uh Interesting thing is that specifically from your background that you come from the the world of accounting, you're working in the world of business and all of the things that you're talking about that you're gravitated towards are very life and health and so to speak, you know, st stuff that it's very hard to put down on a balance sheet, you know, how happy are you, you know? So are you seeing that I guess you can say trends in your own professional career or where the world is going today. Are you seeing that these kinds of topics are becoming more discussed? Is there a greater need or is it kind of the way it's always been? No, no, no. It's, it's so much, uh, it's so much more open now and it depends on who we want to talk about. So let's, let's talk about the sort of 50 year old executive type, right? Yeah. Um, most of the time, they're not coming knocking on my door saying, you know, I want to find more peace and joy in my life. <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, something's not working. And, and oftentimes it starts with finance, career, business. All right, I got my business is stuck, got to transition to the next generation, those things. Right. So, okay, but that's kind of how my, why my model works. You know, I can go in with my accountant, you know, kind of thing and let's talk about it. Right. And then, and then all of a sudden, I find out that, well, the guy can't turn loose of the control of his business and let it go to the next generation because he's seen himself in this particular role for 40 years, right? So he's running on literally 40-year-old programming, and somebody has told him he needs to make a change, and intellectually, he gets that, but he can't, right? And so, you know, once you begin to open that, that, uh, that box, then, I mean, I get to see, you know, grown up guys light up like little kids because, <laughs> you know, all these things are in there and, and it's like, you know, you could create a, a $10 million balance sheet, but you can't figure out how to, you know, live where palm trees grow. I mean, <laughs> you know, give me a break, dude. Right. So, right. so, so this is a chance for everybody to see what's in there, and I am seeing more and more appetite for it. It's just kind of how do you how do you get there? How do you get started? Once you get started, oh, it opens up big time. Amazing, Don. Thank you so much for the time. How can people find out more about you and 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 be in touch with you? DonScottCoach.com is my website. That's the best place to find me. There you have it, folks, another inspiring episode. If you enjoyed this, I ask you to please share this with your friends and to like us over on Rabbi Rupp through Facebook or on YouTube. And the more that we're able to get these important messages out, the more that we can really make an impact in the world. So I encourage you, please, to stay tuned. Uh, we have a ton of amazing speakers coming up and also to tell your friends about it. Thank you very much.